Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Halloween. Woohoo! And tomorrow it's Halloween. Yay! And we're celebrating by eating candy. Yep, so if you hear any like crackling noises, it's just us opening Halloween another, candy. Yeah. Another Snickers. Hi, <laughs> um, <I> choose. <laughs> so we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam um, and or tag us at We Black and Nerds. Um, to follow along on Twitter and Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever wondered <laughs> what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? <laughs> Sorry. Ow. Oh, sorry. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, check out our website for the guidelines. And please submit. Uh, I'm sorry. I have like a wisdom tooth back here and I chewed the wrong way and it still hurts from that chewing. Okay. So also anyway, subscribe to our newsletter. Yes, I'm, I'm going to give you a break. I'm sorry. Yeah, do, do it. Because I'm like, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Okay. Also subscribe to our newsletter. Every week we share nerd news and links of what's going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlsnerdout.com. It's also on tinyletter.com, but go through our site because our site's cuter and better and just, you know. That is not false. Legit. Follow us on Black Girl, on We Black and Nerds on Twitter, at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Nerd Out on Facebook, Black Girls Nerd Out on Tumblr, and Black Girls Nerd Out on Instagram. Um, Potter news. First thing, most important thing. We got tickets to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. What? What? Woo! 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 Who was up at three in the morning? We were. Who stayed up till six in the morning? We did. We did. Who got Cursed Child tickets? We did. Who got Cursed Child tickets, went to press buy, and were unable to press buy, and had to do the whole thing all over again? Pretty much everyone who, everyone. Was, on the, uh, who was on that one site. Yeah. Because the they, like, the, put it in the The ATG site. site, like, get it together, y'all. y'all yeah. That was, that was horrible. Terrible. Um, um, but, yeah. But we had a game plan, and we got tickets, and then had to go to work later, and I was, like, passed out. I was, I was trying not to pass out. Like I, I had a meeting at eight thirty, and I was like, so I couldn't. I was like awake. I was fully <laughs> awake until like noon, because usually when I wake up, I'm like up until a certain moment, and so it got to be noon, and I was like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> even. What is happening? So I like went to get food. And, like, let me just stretch my legs and go outside. I got back inside, and I still was, like, I was about to pass out. I went home, passed out for a good four hours, woke up, and our Twitter homie, Emily, at Emily is an elf, had started this hashtag. You may have heard of it. Parks and ham. Hashtag Parks and ham. And then I went off <laughs> for a smooth six hours. Just... Parks and Ham. Parks and Rec gifts. Hamilton lyrics. And went smooth off. And then we decided to do 
Hashtag Ham Heroes. Superhero gifts and pictures. Hamilton lyrics. It was amazing. It was great. Check it out. <laughs> um, I think there was something else I wanted to talk about for Cursed Child. But I can't remember. Oh, the fact that they didn't think there, that a lot of people were going to like want oh, to buy tickets. let's do the math. Shout out to um, my friend Marissa. I've mentioned her a few times. She'll get mentioned again. She's like my nerd soulmate. That's not Bayana, my other nerd soulmate. I'm, I'm a. She's lucky. She has two. I'm a nerd soulmate slut. Um, that was rude <laughs> and just sh- like shaming, nerd shaming for no reason. Oh my God, Lin Manuel Miranda just tweeted "booed mate" instead of "good mate" because he's a genius and he's awesome. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. Neither here nor there. So she did the math, right? So the theater. Do you have more chocolate? But back up off those reasons, though. Um, Okay. So let's do the math. Let me find it. I was going to say we could cut this out, but then Connie's always like, I always say we can cut this out, and then I never actually cut it out. No, you never do. Well, because it's hard to, like, pinpoint and then make it sound good, because we don't actually give ourselves, like, a break and then go, okay, let's start over, and then we just go on tangents, and then... Yeah. Um, Why do you have so many peanut Because I thought you guys would like those. But that's fake peanut butter. It's not fake, it's just hard. It's not good. Maybe somebody else in the house likes it, though. We can give it to the three-year-old. That's true, she'll eat anything. I actually, like, semi, this is, like, really shady, but I brought a bunch of candy, thinking, like, I might feed her a bunch of candy tomorrow, and then be like, all right, go home. I would cuss you out, bro. <laughs> I would real life call you. I'm gonna need you like, to not be why? staring at that Milky Way like that. I'm though. just trying to make sure that's what I want. I decided I didn't want it, so you snatched it out of my hand. That's totally fine. <laughs> okay, so um, a lot of this is just us like saying our number. Okay, here we go. For perform of the Palace Theater where the Cursed Child is being held holds. 1,550 people. Can you look up how many people the the Roy Rogers Theater holds? That's where Hamilton's playing. Four performances a week. Like, on Broadway, they do eight shows. They're doing four shows here. Which, no, that can't be right. Oh, you know what? It might be four shows because they're doing part one and part two. Yeah. So, four performances a week for one part of the play. 13... Uh, 119. Okay. How much is it for that again? Sorry. 15.50. Okay, so it's a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Um, 16 weeks on sale now means there is a possibility of nine, 99,200 tickets. 99,200 tickets for a fan base that made this the, like, third most read book series in the world after like the Bible, the Quran, and the um, Lord of the Rings. That's not enough. It's not. No, like literally, I was reading something, and I think it was on Pottermore. Like, Joe is way too humble, man. So humble. Like, dude. Like, you did You really you didn't change, become a billionaire. Like, you you changed, changed the world. Like, <laughs> you changed everybody's life, and then you're like, I don't know if anyone's gonna want to come see my Harry Potter sequel play. What the fuck? Yeah. Of course we do. I was um, like, I was up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. To buy the You ticket. and everybody else in everyone, the world. Well, no. Not everyone. Just but. everyone on the West Coast. <laughs> everyone else got to be up at like a decent time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just like, 
How do you not think that people are going to... And then it got sold out, and then they had to add... And then they had to open up the... And this is a priority booking. The actual, like, ticket mm-hmm. te- technically didn't go on sale until today when we're recording. We, and they were sold out. And they so were they, sold they, out they, immediately. And yeah. then they had to add dates. And I'm like, of course. You shouldn't... You like They I, sold out what they expected to sell out for priority and... um. The registration. All I know is that when and I was, like, when I signed, when I um got in that queue, I was like twenty. I was number like twenty four. Oh yeah. 000. So this is why I was like, this is like when I was scrolling through my text messages to get to these numbers, I was like, this is so sad because we're like texting each other. What eleven thousand one hundred seven people ahead of me now at four ten a.m. four fourteen thirty three ahead of me. 1303 ahead of me, 11,004 ahead of me. Because this is when my friend, the 1,433, that's because she was on that crappy site that she got through and then still couldn't. So I'm like, 10,977 ahead of me, big jump. Bayana's over here like 24,226. So yeah. Um, I'm just saying like, she didn't there think were, it was, tw- she didn't like, think anyone was gonna buy those tickets. But priority booking alone, I was surprised there, any, there was anyone who wasn't doing priority booking. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised. I have a friend that says that she's a Potterhead, but she was like, I was like, did you get your tickets? She's like, what are you talking about? Ooh, no. I was like, ooh. <laughs> the, I did the clutch pearl clutch head. Pearls. <laughs> ooh. What? She was like, I thought it was a book. Oh, girl. This is a this is a Fandom of readers, you don't get a good reader sticker. Mm. Close nah. reading. Yeah, for sure. But I just, yeah, that didn't... What were I you thinking, just, that was, this, And this is also a very similar thing to the whole Pottermore thing that we were talking about in our first bonus episode. Um, about how, like, when they initially put out Pottermore, like, they just don't have an idea of who their audience is. And Which it's is weird. Because we're all over the place and loud. Well, we're all over the place, but yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. We're all over the place. Like, very clearly, we grew up with, like, obviously, there's going to be, like, younger generations who, you know, I mean, not to being one of them, probably, there's, I don't think there's any way she can get around not being a part of it, but, like, who are going to grow up with the books as well, or who are going to, like, read them all when they're, like, seven, whatever, but the majority of us are grown, like, the, the, the like, majority the stands, of us, right? So, the people that are, like, the the OGs of the Potterheads are like in their twenties or thirties, right? Yeah, and so it just doesn't make it like so for the Pottermore and it's the initial website being marketed towards like children, eleven year olds, thirteen year olds. They're not like, oh, let's go to this website. It's all the twenty and thirty year olds like, let's do this, and, and then we like, like shut the thing is, down. And we were also like, um, this isn't moving fast enough for us. Some of us got jobs. Like I literally spent like I'm surprised I didn't get fired. They're like, um. We looked at your internet history, and you seem to be spending a lot of time on Pottermore. Is that a porn site? Like, look. What? Why would they think it was a porn Because site? what a grown woman would just be on, like, a children's site for straight eight it hours a day. It shouldn't have been a children's site. That's true. The fact that the Harry Potter books are still in the children's section of Barnes & Noble, me. I can't even, I can't even do it. I just Every time. Buy, and I just, like, go to Amazon, because I'm just like, that frustrates me. Every time I go, um... Somewhere and I'm like, excuse me, where's your Harry Potter? And they go, oh, in the kids section. I'm like, but why though? All right then. It's not. You can look at me like I'm a weirdo, but I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna buy my. That's my what I'm silk. saying. Anywho. Okay. Um. Real quick. 
because we just spent all that time on the cursed child and a bunch of other stuff that I don't even know about anymore. Um, <laughs> today is Molly Weasley's birthday. Um, Ooh, not I, the day you're listening to this, but Friday, October 30th was Molly Wobble's birthday. Mother of Bill, Charlie, Fred, George, Ron. You skipped Kurt. Percy. Did I? You did. Or did I have a reason? Jenny and Percy. That's so sad. I mean, he got back in there, but he he ain't, you know, you don't just, like, jump right back to where you were. You do when you, like, if you're going in order of age. (laughs) He never left that, that. Mm. And she never disowned him. That was all. She should have. That was all. Arthur. It was all him, to be honest. Yeah, Um, he disowned them. Anyway, also, really sad, R.I.P. James and Lily Potter. Tomorrow, not today. Yeah, but by the time they listen to this, yeah. We should have said it in our bonus episode, but it was not Halloween, so we weren't thinking about it. Um, Timing whining stuff over yep. here, man. Um, how sad I'm thinking about this now. It's like, Molly, oh my God. This reminds me of another nerd thing that we're all about. So, my cousin, our cousin, mutual cousin, shout out to Kevy Webby. Um, Why would you shout him out in that way? Shout out to Kevin. He's a grown man. <laughs> He might be a grown man, but I call him my little Kevy Webby kid. I know, but you shout him out like people know who Kevy Webby is. True. So shout out to our cousin Kevin, who's a grown man. He's not really a grown man. He's 21 like Bayana. Um, 22. Two. His birthday, it was his birthday forever. Oh yeah, no, forever. his birthday is no longer his birthday. And then his birthday ended up being, like, I woke up and I was like, happy birthday, Kevin. And then like a couple hours later, everyone was like, did you know Michael Jackson died? And I was like, stop lying to me. And then I told Kevin, I was like, look, I'm sorry about that, but you're going to have to pick another birthday because I'm not celebrating this day ever again. Say all of that to say this, how much does it stink that Molly like has this like, great birthday and then she wakes up in the morning and Voldemort has killed the Potters, but then well, also Voldemort was gone. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure it was a party and then they were also sad. Like, I'm sure she was sad. All of them were like, that's so sad, but also we don't have to like deal with him deal anymore. with Voldemort you know they yeah, were like I don't know if they didn't really like, know his parents like that the Weasleys didn't oh, so no. they were probably just like hey and then Jenny was born now check a brown cow <laughs> hashtag Voldemort baby hashtag Voldy babies um so yeah let's, let's do this chapter Halloween which is like again just great timing great timing didn't even expect this to happen I'm gonna say this right now so um as we're recording this I forgot my um, my book with all of my notes in it, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna kick it old school. Literally, because the book she's using was mine from when I was like six. It's a really old. It's all like yellow around the edges. Yeah, it, it's it's the, lived, the covers torn. It's lived a life and it's seen some things, but you know, it's still important. But all the things that I'm gonna talk about, we'll see. I think I probably still have. The same thoughts. Probably. Just worded differently. Yeah. Alright. Most of my notes are just underlined, so I know that's Me important too. to talk about. I have a What's really funny is I was looking at your book and we underline a lot of the same things. Oh, well that's <laughs> helpful. Why are you me? I don't know. I have no I have no You got a horror crux inside you, by the way. Haha. <laughs> Amani, come at me, bro. You can't kill me unless you kill Bayana too. Why do we have to go to debt? Why did it escalate? Because I'm just saying. So quickly. 
I'm unstoppable. Why would anyone even? Why I'm unstoppable. Why would it even escalate to murder in the first place? I don't understand. And how come I have to be involved? Because you got a horror card inside you, bro. Nothing to do with me. Man. I didn't ask for this life. <laughs> You're the chosen one. Oh lord. So basically, I have to defeat you. You're my negative. No. Oh. Because you're like... So does Amani also have a Horcrux? <laughs> I'm not dumb. I didn't make those mistakes like Voldemort did. <laughs> I know where my Horcrux is. Okay, anyway. Chapter 10. Halloween. <laughs> I don't know where that is. That's so ridiculous. So quick. Okay. Um, so we start off with... This is... Um, okay, so yeah. So this is like right after... This is like the next day after... Um, they go on their little midnight duel, midnight duel thing. Running with Fluffy. Yeah. So Malfoy can't believe his eyes when he sees um, Harry and Ron still at Hogwarts the next day, um, looking tired but perfectly cheerful. Um, and it says, Indeed, by the next morning, Harry and Ron thought that meeting the three-headed dog had been an excellent adventure, and they were quite keen to have another one. Which is like, come on, man. They're so... What they, is I mean, wrong with you? immature, obviously, but like, it's dumb. It's so dumb. But we'll get to this... As we move along, Neville has the proper response. Right. Hermione has a good response. But they These two honestly, idiots are like... They're just dumb. Why? Let's go have another adventure. Let's go break some more rules. Like, yo, calm down. 11-year-old Ron and Harry would literally have made, like, the wizarding version of Jackass. Remember, like... You remember Jackass? You know, it's just, like, white folk doing weird shit for no yeah. reason. I do. I do. I totally remember that. You're like... I don't even know why I even saw any of those episodes. Yeah. But I did. Like, so you're telling me you're going to staple your balls together? For why? For why? Is anyone paying you? I mean, they did kind of get paid, but... There are plenty of things you can get paid, get paid for, for before you can get paid for before doing that. Is anyone making you do this? Is there a gun to your head? Is there a gun to your wife's head? For why? There's no reason. Um... Indeed. So yeah, <laughs> I was gonna read the same quote over again. My bad. So at the in the meantime, Harry's like telling Ron about the whatever the package is in Hogwarts and like his theory that like Fluffy's guarding it because of course if you're being like curious about things that have nothing to do with you, why don't you bring in your friends? Again, they're just being like super immature. This is the part though. It's either really valuable or really dangerous, said Ron, or both, said Harry. But all they knew for sure was that the mysterious object was that it was two inches long and they didn't have less a chance of guessing what it was without further clues. My thing is, if you know for sure that it's either really valuable or really dangerous or both, stop asking questions. But uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's just like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that Harry has and like eventually it becomes more valid. Um, like but as eventually it, goes on, it starts to like actually deal with him. That's what I mean. And like this <laughs> does technically have bearing on his life because of like well, there's a connection with Voldemort. But again, Dumbledore has it together. Like I mean obviously there's like the whole quarrel thing and like we don't know that, but there there is no telling that like teachers couldn't have handled themselves with that. Like it's not yeah. Harry, I, I just refuse to believe that Harry was literally the only thing that was stopping Voldemort from getting the Sorcerer's Stone. That's not at all what was so, going on. So it's totally him butting in for no reason. And he's really curious and it's like some, I don't know, it's funny because I know when I was reading it when I was younger I was like, this is awesome, what is this? It's a mystery, like, we gotta find out what this thing is, what's this package? And like, 
oh no, Snape's gonna get it. But now I'm just like, no, bro, you're hella dumb. Like, mind your business. Also because you know, like, coming up, like, there are things, like you said, that, like, actually deal with him that do, like, actually affect his life. And it's like, and eventually becomes tired of that. And it's like, yeah, yeah but so but there are he, certain things that you could have chosen not to do. And like, <laughs> and like, he can't control this and he doesn't know this. It's, you know, like fifth quarter, what do they call it? Like backseat driving or like hindsight is uh-huh. whatever. 2020. 2020. But it's like, you know, um, you put a target on your back with this because now Voldemort isn't thinking like, oh, it's some weird fluke of this boy like you know and like yeah he's going to like come back and try to kill you again because of the prophecy which you don't know about but by stopping him from getting the sorcerer stone you just put like a huge target on your head like oh it wasn't just some weird fluke that happened with harry potter like he's actually like a threat to me mm-hmm. and like nah and you don't like you don't you could have had a good one to two no just one year. You could have had a good. You could have had a great first year. Just I mean, chilling. The other thing is that, like, they say they say that whatever it is could be valuable or dangerous. So it's like you don't think about the fact that you're in like a school full of. I mean, we'll get to the point of the fact that like they're hiding this thing in a school with children, but also like they don't think like, oh, we gotta go see what it is. They don't even know anyone's really after it yet. They're just yeah. like curious about what it is, and if it's dangerous and you set it off. Then, then what? Oops. Yeah. Like, what? Like, come on now. Think about Think it through. Like, think it's it, not yeah. your business. Um, so then it says, like, neither Neville nor Hermione showed the slightest interest in what lay underneath the dog or the trap door. All Neville cared about was never going near the dog again. And I remember this clearly. I circled and underlined that, and I was like, the correct response mm-hmm. to running into a three-headed dog and a trap door. Just being like, all right. Let me remember where that was. And never go and there never again. And never go over there again. To be mm. honest, that's the black response. That is, that is so much of the black response. You're just like, it's like when people like <laughs> run towards know. like, run towards Harry trouble. Harry stays running towards trouble. For and, why? For why? And this is when you're like, Hermione's shown up black. Oh yeah. Hermione's like, like, how about we don't do this? Hermione's like, until, um, until it's like, I'm your homie and like, I'm fully tied into this and I gotta have your back. It was, but, yeah, it was not, it was not, I care about stopping whatever. It was, I care about you two not killing yourselves yeah. trying to stop whatever. But also it was like, for Hermione, y'all didn't see the trap door. Her brain clicked to, they're hiding something, they're keeping something safe over there. I'm going to just leave it alone. Pretty sure Dumbledore and McGonagall got it. Right. I'm pretty sure McG, McG is a G. Got nothing to do with me. I mean, eventually she, like, goes into the whole, like, Snape thing. We'll get to that in the next chapter. Which is Snape's fault, too, because why you got to, if you weren't so froggy and out of pocket, people wouldn't just be thinking that you're dark wizard trying to steal shit. That's true. That is true. If you were a decent human being, 11-year-old's mind wouldn't jump to, oh, he's trying to get the Sorcerer's Stone because he's dangerous and stupid and mean. Okay, um, Snape isn't even, he hasn't been around in a minute. Thank <laughs> God. I think he comes in the, in the, at the end, but he doesn't say anything. Um, so. Skittles. Yeah, so now Hermione's, like, refusing to speak to, <laughs> say Skittles all around me. Okay, um, they can't see that you're eating Skittles. But, That's what I thought I'd share. <laughs> it's um, so Hermione, um, is now refusing to speak to Harry and Ron, um, but then it says, but she was such a bossy know-it-all that they saw this as an added bonus. They really gotta be nice they, to her. They really do. It's really irritating. Um, 
And then all they wanted now was a way of getting back at Malfoy. And to their great delight, just such a thing arrived in the mail about a week later. They're just so shallow and young. And, like, obviously it's, like, real, like, surface type of... I don't want to go into a whole thing about it again, but... Um, it's 11 year old back at Malfoy. Yeah. Like, leave alone. But and the moral... Like, we talked about last week. The moral victory. Right. You didn't get caught by Filch. You escaped that whole situation. You win. Great. Shut up. Leave it alone. Um, but anyway... Can I do this part? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so... The owls rush in. Six owls are carrying a long, thin package that Harry and everyone in the Great Hall is interested in. And the owls soar down, dropping it in front of him, knocking his bacon to the floor. Owls, y'all gotta cut. Bacon, though? Like, bacon? Like, that good stuff? Like, on a BLT? Hickory smoked? Apple cooked? Honey, you don't know this bacon life. I don't know that life at all. I didn't know the so bacon life for a long you, time. Let you Did I tell you about this? Like, the reason why I'm into bacon is because I accidentally got regular bacon instead of turkey bacon one day. And I was like, oh, shit. There is a reason this stuff is legit. That's funny. Because it is legit. <laughs> I ain't never looked back, okay. y'all. Bacon? You just will knock it to the floor like that. They probably did that on purpose because you know they those six owls scooped back and got that bacon and then kept flying. But yeah, we really gotta do something about these owls in the Great Hall just dropping shit. Like that's not a good system. It's not a good system at all. But somehow they, I don't know. There's no droppings that we can hear of. Maybe they make sure all the owls have to like go to the bathroom floor. They go through like a catch so thing. Right. I don't know. That's so random, but yeah. Um, they talk about all the droppings in the owlery. Yeah. When he goes to visit Hedwig. That's but. true. But I mean, they're only in there for like five minutes or like, you know, not for like hella long. So maybe they hold it. I don't know. They're magical. They it's not like they're pooping all the time too. So yeah. like they're just. They're, and they're magical. But at least they it's like feathers. And and yeah. Like, it's just like. It's just not really sanitary. Dropping bacon on the floor. If there was ever a reason to, to think of a new system. Sure. Just wasting bacon. Someone called Dobby. Well, Dobby's out in the kitchen. We, we eat that in the kitchen. Nope. Just house elves that Just we don't know. random nameless house elves. Um, okay, so Harry rips open the letter, which is lucky, because um, it tells him not to open the um, package at the table. It contains his Nimbus 2000. Um, and then McConnell was like, but I don't want everybody knowing you've got a broomstick or they're all want one. Shout out like, to the book versus the movie. Like, well, obviously we talk about this. Oh, yeah. How is everyone not going to know that it's a broom oh when God. it's, like, poorly wrapped? It's not in a box. Like, I always assumed, like, I always thought the parcel was, like, a square box. It was long. It says it's a long and thin package, which to me, like, means that it's, like, in a box and, like, wrapped. Like, you would take something through the mail. So, you wouldn't know immediately that it's a broomstick. Like, you'd have a good idea, but you wouldn't know for sure. Why is the movie is just, like... What is it? I don't know. Like, I, okay. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Like, dude, There's, it's literally shaped like a broom. And you can, like, see the ends. Like, come on, guys. Come on, now. So, yeah, at least yeah. this one is like... Anywho, Harry had difficulty hiding his glee as he handed the note to Ron. Ron had gotten no kind of chill. Um, so, anyway, they leave the hall quickly, wanting to unwrap the broomstick um, before their first class, but they run into Malfoy. Crab and um, Goyle. And, um, and so then Draco's like, You're a, that's a broomstick. You'll be in... You'll be... Uh, I can't even talk. I don't even know why. 
you'll be in for it this time, Potter. First years aren't allowed then. Um, and then Ron, of course, because he just can't help, like, getting back no in chill. that way for no reason. Negative chill. It's not any old broomstick. It's a Nimbus 2000. What did you say you've got at home, Malfoy? A Comet 260? Comets look flashy, but they're not in the same league as the Nimbus. It's like, why are y'all even talking to each other? Like, I don't, that's the other thing I don't get is, like, when you don't like someone, you just, like, split ways. You don't have to always be confrontational. And I get, I know why, because they're, like, kids and they're, like, whatever. But it's and- dumb. I'm raising my hand. You guys can see this. Um, they're boys. That's a boy thing. And it's stupid. Because you're a girl. No, that's not true. It's not there true. There are plenty of girls who, for no reason, I don't like her, so I'm going to be all up in her face all the time. For what? You're just raising your own blood pressure. You're just making yourself stressed out. That's a lot of energy to be putting into not liking somebody. What? I'm raising my hand again. Um, it makes for a good story. Sure. I, we could argue all of this makes for a good story. Like, it makes nothing for the greatest story it. ever It's told. like literally like, why are they doing this? It's a great, it's a great plot story. <laughs> Who cares? This is great. Like, this would be our entire podcast. It's like, why are they doing this? I don't know. It's just amazing. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It just makes it, makes the book better. Coming soon. Like, our Hamilton <laughs> podcast. Where we're just like, it's amazing. Like, Don't ask questions. Um, um, like, why are you writing a nine? Like, somebody um, was saying that the, the Reynolds pamphlet is ninety five pages. Why are you writing ninety five pages? Oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's great. It's just it makes for a great musical. No, fuck that. That's dumb. It's just doing too much. Anyway, again, their little whole like I gotta be in, my, in their face. I gotta get back at them. It's stupid. Obviously, we know why. It would it's like make a lot more sense, and it works for the story. It but also so makes more sense when you think of Hogwarts as a small school, but now that we know that it's supposed to be a large school, it doesn't make as much sense because when you are in a small school, it's harder to get away from people. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you I feel, feel a little bit more. School. No, I know. I'm school. saying. And it's just like, it's still easy. And it's not like, yeah, it's hard to get away from people, but it's also like. It's easy to if like. you just both decide, I don't like you. So I'm going to just try to like decrease the amount of time that we have to spend together. It just makes for less stress. But also Malfoy the bully. I know, I know all these reasons. I just I'm saying. I know. I'm just I'm trying to have I'm trying to engage in conversation. (laughs) And then you're like mad at me for my my answering of your question. Just arguing. This is literally why you're like, why are they? And I'm like, that is not a question that has an answer. It's not. So this is another one of those. Joe, that's the that's the answer. Gino. Anyway. Um, I think Joe was bullied as a kid. Do you know whether or not for sure? I still haven't watched the documentary. Got, I um, the documentary, the little like biopic, which I need to watch that. We have to watch that. The Magic Beyond Words. I still haven't watched it. It's on Netflix. Maybe we'll live tweet it with friends. That's what I mean. Because I want to watch when it. When I say friends, I mean you guys listening at home. Yeah. Hi, friends. <laughs> I don't have real friends. Those people, those like real life people that I have to get off my couch for. Not nah, fun. She's I hang out friends, with friends. Like, like exclusive. Totally exclusive. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think. Oops. I think that um, Joe writes a very good bully. A very compelling yeah, so do I. bully. Um, especially, I just kind of literally love that he's 11 with 11-year-old henchmen. Like, what? Who does? Like, how does that work? He is. How do you he's channeling his like... father so bad. And then, like, Crab and Goyle are also channeling their parents. Yeah, and that's so weird. And it's like, there should, there's a story there 
I don't know. Um, the well, Runaways kind of does kind of does this, but then the kids, they're um, the Runaways is this Marvel comic, highly recommended if you haven't read it, um, where this group of kids find out that they have superpowers, but they also find out that their parents are super villains. So they're not the, they're not the heroes in your they're the villains in your history books. What is it? Villain in your history. Now I'm the villain. In your... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Um, there, so, but it's an interesting thing where the kids are like, oh, shite, like, our parents are the bad guys. I think that that would be, like, really interesting to be, like, our parents are literally minions. Our parents are the little right. yellow. Yeah, which, like, don't have any, like, thoughts or opinions of their own and just do what they're told or whatever. And, and then you go, I want to be just like my dad one day. Right. How I want to be told how what to do. To that point? Like, I want to be told what to do. I want to fall around some short, not talk like stupid guy and grunt when told to. It's weird, especially it's, at that. that and that there's two like, of them, right? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Okay. So. Um. Anyway, back to Ron. So he's like, he's like bragging about Harry's broomstick, which is like weird in and of itself. Um, he's like the consummate roll dog, man. What's is. mine is yours, he's, he's and what's Harry's mine is man. mine. He's and Harry's hype man for real. He's like, he's like, like the, the he's like the fat man scoop to Missy Elliott. You don't, you I don't know, know what you said. I said Flavor Flav. That is universal. So, Missy Elliott's not universal. Missy Elliott is. Who's that person? You know who Fat Man Scoop is? Never mind. It's fine. You know who Flavor Flav is? I do. But hype he, man. He's a hype man who is famous in his own right for being a hype man. I know who Flavor Flav is. It's just that I was going with the Missy Elliott route, and who knows who Fat Man Scoop? Who names their part? Who names themselves Fat Man Scoop? Who names himself Flavor Flav? Although I was Public Enemy for like when I was a kid, I like literally knew like all Public yeah, Enemy lyrics. Yeah, but I'm just saying you 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 went you were like a hipster. How? Because you went like like never underground heard. for no reason. Just to show Missy off. Elliott is not underground. Not Missy Elliott, that other Have person. you ever heard Lose Control? He's the one that goes, music, lose control. Let's go. He's like the person who's hype. Never mind. It doesn't matter. You just don't listen to hip hop. So you're talking about I'm going I listen to Missy Elliott. It's not underground at all. I listen to Missy Elliott. But that's okay. I don't know who her hype man is. I've seen Missy Elliott in concert. Who is Fat Man Scoop? You just don't listen to hip. There's never just You say Missy Elliott, I think of the cute little kid, the cute little girl who was dancing. Hey. Who, Allison or, from Camp Rock? Robin. What's Camp Rock? Or like she was in that other show, Mike's Super Short Show, that little girl. Is that you talking about? Yeah. She's okay. in the Step Up movies now? She, she, yeah. Yes. Robin, that's the total opposite direction of where I was going. I'm just saying she's in all the videos, though. And she was like, I'm remember, because sure. she, was, she, she was white and young and small. I know small that. And she and can dance. Dance. I know. But Who's Fat Man Scoop? You can just Google who Fat Man Scoop yeah, is. Yeah, but you didn't have all, to. You all I'm to, saying is that my comparison was valid, and I actually, you went farther back in history than I did. So Because that's, that's like, the, he's like the Hall of Fame. He's the hype man that all hype men grow up wanting to hype. B. That was a word that I wanted to say there. Nope. Anyway, let's. I'm sticking with my analogy. I can't bring up Iala. You can't bring up Rando. That's not random at all. Okay, we are. We get back to the story. It's not random. I don't understand. It's only random to you. 
please. I'm not gonna start quoting Fat Man Scoop in a, in in like he has comparison. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna start like going to his Twitter and taking what he says hashtag, and trying to bend it into some Harry Potter stuff. Hashtag Wizard Team and let us know. Fat Man Scoop versus Flavor Flav. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that favorite Flavor Flav is not valid because that would have been that would also been a go to. But my head went to Missy Elliott, so then I've said Fat Man Scoop. You're over here judging me for my choices, but you don't even listen to most hip hop anyway, so I don't understand. But I listen to Missy Elliott. Okay, that's fine. But again, Missy Elliott versus actually listening to hip hop and then knowing who that person is is two different things. Mm-hmm. This could go. This could continue, but we won't. And you should see the side eye, even though I've given her all the candy. I, I have like a huge gifts. pile of like candy wrappers right next to me. Actually. I brought. Anyway, um, so they're about to get into a fight because Malfoy is like, "Oh, you're gonna get in trouble," and he makes a quip about Ron being poor because that's like his. He go-to. couldn't even afford and the he's handle. Not, he's not original because that's always his go-to. And it's like has nothing to do with poor. Ron. And it's like, "Ha you're poor. Ha ha, your parents are dead." Like, come on. Anyway, Professor Flintwick comes up and he's like. Not arguing, I hope, boys. And uh, Malfoy goes, Potter's been sent a broomstick. And Professor Flitwick is like, yes, yes, that's right. Professor McGonagall told me all about the special circumstances, Potter. And what model is it? Um, And then Harry goes, a Nimbus 2000, sir. And it's really thanks to Malfoy here that I've got it. Which, say it, like, all the stuff we've been saying about Harry being, like, super immature and, like, ridiculous. But his comebacks are so strong. Like Harry he is so good. Harry at that, is and it makes quick me so with happy. the clap back and it is Man. He should he be in the clap back hall of really fame. well and it's like great. Um He really should be in the He's clap great back at that. Fame. So even though he's being immature, that was a great line and shout out to you. Um so they go upstairs, um, and then what's oh well her sorry. Hermione So they, they go upstairs laughing, but um Hermione like overheard what was happening so she's like mm, sure she's she saying so that's a reward for breaking the rules um so she's still angry at them for, you, you um, think that's a reward for breaking right, the rules right sorry um so yeah so she's still angry at them for what had happened the night before um and doesn't think they should be, be rewarded at all um which is what's happening and she's right it's actually no I don't think that's true I, I think mean she's, she's not being rewarded for breaking she it's not technically connected because she's that's what and I think that's what she's trying to tell them yeah you are not rewarded because you broke the rules. It's not Malfoy's fault, or it's not thanks to Malfoy that you got the broom. They would have found out that you were a good flyer when you would, if you hadn't broke the rules. That's true. If, and if, he if took Neville five, hadn't broken his arm or whatever, and like, or even, even then, no, when she'd come back yeah. and they'd done flying classes, it's not like you're being rewarded because you're natural at something. It's not because you broke the rule. Right. But um, though I guess like you would have also, but, but, but also she's, but also she's like, also and, I think she's mad that he. What I think she also does kind of see him as being a like she sees him breaking like he broke the rule by flying. He broke the rule the night before by going mm-hmm. to meet Malfoy with the duel. Like so he she's I think the other thing is that she's seen him break all these rules and not get any repercussions for it, and I think it's making her like it's frustrating her because um, he he doesn't. I think not because he's being rewarded 
Because he doesn't see it as, thank God, I didn't get any repercussions. I better lay low. No. He does for like two seconds and then, and he's, then like, he's like, oh, oh let's... the next thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They yeah. wanted to go on more adventures, which right. is like, nah, dude, you got lucky. Exactly. Now calm down. Um, so then Harry goes, I thought you weren't speaking to us. Yes, don't stop now, said Ron. It's doing us so much good. Basically, just being dumb. And um, like, that was actually like, Harry is being... I guess rude and and annoyed by Hermione, but it's not. But Ron, but takes Ron it to is, level. yeah. Ron is like, always the one that takes it to like yeah, mean. to be mean exactly. Because Harry's just kind of like what Harry's saying is like just like low key shade or like low key just like yeah. oh I thought you weren't talking to us like yeah okay I see now you know what I mean more like yeah. a like a side eye and Ron's like yeah go away <laughs> like you know what yeah, I mean so like, just, yeah we were just, enjoying your silence and it's like no nah, dude you didn't have to. You yeah. have to take it there. But, um, you know, Hermione marched away with her nose in the air. Um, and they just go right back to thinking about Quidditch, about the broomstick, about, you know, they, like, rush through classes and they run upstairs after dinner to look at the Nimbus 2000, Harry and Ron. And they don't give it another thought. Like, no. Nah. I was mean to her. Well, yeah, they just leave it. They don't. And they leave, leave it. Um, um, and the other thing is, like, and we see it later on in the chapter is that Hermione is still really struggling to find friends and to find a group. And so a, a part of her keep, like, hovering around them is that while she doesn't approve of them, she also, like, you know, she wants to be their friends. But she also, I feel like she's, she's angry at them, but then also she wants them to, like, notice her and, like, be nice to her. I was actually thinking about this a little bit, and um, I wanted to know if you knew. I think this is, like, good me. I think it for recording. Are any of the girls in Hermione's ear muggle-raised? Because I think the reason why she's hanging around Ron and Harry so much is because Harry's muggle-raised, and she knows that, and it's a little bit of a, like, comfort level there. Even though she's smart and she doesn't need to rely on... Or she doesn't need to feel bad about being muggle raised and she's not like it's not like she's scared about her abilities the way that Harry was more worried about her abilities. It's just more about like when you're hanging out and you have friends, you want to have things in common and to not be muggle raised or to be muggle raised and you're and you're hanging out with like we only know two of them but, but they're yeah. both like half or pure. Or yeah, so they have more of a culture they're more culturally magical than Hermione is. Right. And even if you look back at the boys, Harry and Dean are are muggle raised. Seamus um is half but grew up with his mom. His mom's a wizard. A witch. Witch, yeah. Um Neville is deep and Ron Neville and Ron are both deep in the wizarding world, but um Neville so sweet and was like thought he was a squib for so long that he's probably easier to get along with too but he's just not like basically I think all things being equal is within the Gryffindors that we know of their year it makes the most sense for Hermione to try to be friends with Harry Ron happened to get there first so he's kind of thrown in and also yeah uh, I made a little face, guys. That was like inappropriate for eleven-year-olds, but you know, in two to three years, when we're talking that, about that, it'll be appropriate. 
Um, but yeah, Ron happened to get there first, and it's like Harry's role dog and best friend. But it it clicked into my head when I was reading this chapter the first time that like it's not just like Hermione wants to be their friend because she can't find anyone else. I think it's because Hermione's very logical and smart and thinks I, me and Harry have the most in common, or we have the most common ground. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she wants to hang out with him. I I don't disagree. I think that's that makes sense. But yeah. I think even just in general, like, it's just also the way that she comes across is that a lot of people don't. Yeah, and like, she's rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, it's like and, and Harry, like we said, isn't ever he is short with her and like you know gives her a little fat eye or whatever. But he's not explicitly mean. No, until, he's just annoyed. It's really yeah. what it is. I don't think there's any moment where like Harry and Hermione get into a fight. Like there's, I think there's like this whole prolonged thing in Prisoner of Azkaban when Ron and Hermione are like in a yeah, huge, huge blowout. Yeah. and Harry mostly hangs out with Ron and so doesn't really talk to Hermione. I think, oh no, there's a part where she like tells McGonagall about the fireball and they get yeah. angry at her. But even then, he forgives her much more quickly than Ron does. Yes. Um. And most of the time, it's the two of them, or like even yeah. Usually, it's Ron and Hermione who are fighting, and then Harry's like in between the two, or Harry and Ron, and then Hermione's in between the two. Um, so they do have a lot she's of common, and he's not like yeah, like you're saying, he's not he's he's not really a mean person. He yeah. can be immature, and he can be like dumb and like do stupid stuff, um, and even like say stuff that's like rude. But at the at the end of the day, he's not like and you wouldn't. He he's not as he's not one of those people who holds a grudge or is like really quick to retaliate in like a really like just mean. And way, I think which, that there there is something, and it's happened to me a couple of times where you meet someone and you know, kind of like a a fucks with you. You know what I mean? Like I like like we need to hang out, and there are sometimes when it's like a little bit stronger on one side than the other. Like oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like, we should be inseparable from here on out. I don't understand. Like, I, like we're best friends now. I, catch up. Mm-hmm. You're my best friend. I'm just, you just need to catch up. Like, it happens sometimes. And I think that this is the 11-year-old version of that. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's really sad because it's, it's Ron who... And because also because Harry isn't mean and because Ron is quickly become his like right hand man, um Harry is not doesn't stick up for Hermione in a in a way that he should or not stick up for Hermione, but doesn't tell Ron to like calm down and back off the way that he should. Yeah. He's never gonna be like very mean to Hermione. But he's also not going to stand up to Ron and be like, a bit too far, maybe, you know? So, yeah, that was my thought, though. I just think that, like, considering all of the Gryffindor first years, it makes the most sense that her. It makes logical sense that Hermione would want to be friends with Harry above and beyond that it's a good plot. Right. Huh. Um,. Okay, so this is, like, the first real kind of introduction we get to Quidditch in terms of, like, this is when we actually learn the rules and, like, what happens. Um, so I love your note. What? 
Oh, <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. I, I wrote, like, at the bottom of this page, um, I was like, she really made up a whole sport, like, with rule. I mean, obviously she took from, like, soccer and basketball and, like... But still. Some, but still, she made up, like, a whole-ass sport. Um, <laughs> and it's not, like, it's super complicated, but still. I've played Quidditch. It's not very good when you're not able to fly. It doesn't look and at, like you just walk at, around, at a, around with the room. What, like, yeah, at, at a certain like, point, it's like becomes tag. Like, at a certain point, you're and like, there's no bludgers, right? There are bludgers. There are. There's no like waffles, so it's more like uh, rugby in a way, or like well, there would have to be a quaffle because that's how you score. Points. I mean, not what's a beater one? Oh, that's bludgers. Bludgers, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There, but there are beaters. I got them confused. How they. They do more, like, defense. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's just not... It's not... At a certain point, you're like, I'm really just running around a field with a broom between my legs, legs. not flying, so why am I doing this? You gotta chase, like, a human snitch. Yeah, that's like a... It's a LARPing thing that just went really far, but shout out to those who play Quidditch and, you know... My friend did in high school. It's really big in college. He wasn't even a Potterhead. Even though, I wonder... For some reason, the Berkeley High had a Quidditch team. I don't know if they still do, but they would play, like... College, college teams. teams. Um, there's a there's a Quidditch World Cup, but not yeah. I like. I don't think he. Which yeah. again? Let's go back way back to curse a child. You made up a whole ass sport that then people tried to play, and made up a Quidditch World Cup for, it, and you didn't think anyone was gonna want to go to your play. Girls, you don't get out of here <laughs> with that nonsense. I didn't want to assume. Bruh. I mean, I just. Like, literally, I would have, I, I think I said this at one point when it was four in the morning, like, if it was Harry Potter and the Daily Prophet Sunday edition, I would have gone. Right. If it was. I was like, if it was a manual, if it was just, like, somebody singing out the manual of how to deal with blast-ended scrutes, I would go see it. Yeah. Totally down for that. Harry Potter and the tax audit. Harry I Potter mean, and the, like, freshly caught Cornish pixies. Harry Potter and the denoming of the lawn. Like. Totally down for all, all of, of those, those things. All totally of them. Down for it. Shoot, they could have picked like the most. Actually, Harry Potter and the Freshly Caught Cornish Pixies sounds awesome. Like <laughs> legit awesome. Let me get like a whole ass chapter about that. But woo. But yeah, so it's just like, come on. Um. Anyway, I, yeah. So so it tells. So Harry goes out to the Quidditch uh, field. Um. When we get to see the stadium, there's hundreds of seats raised in stands around the field so that the spectators were high enough to see what was going on. Um, at either end of the field were three golden poles with hoops on the end. They reminded Harry of the little plastic six muggle children blew bubbles through, except they were 50 feet high. Um, so Harry is waiting on wood, and so while he does that, he go, he like flies again, and he gets to like try out his Nimbus 2000 for the first time. Um, and then wood comes... And, and we get to the rules. Yeah. So, the Quidditch is easy enough to understand, even if it's not easy to play. There are seven players on each side. Three of them are called chasers. This ball, which Wood takes out, is about the size of a soccer ball, is called the quaffle. The chasers throw the quaffle to each other and try to get it through one of the hoops to score a goal. Those are the big hoops that look like the things that children blow bubbles out of. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ten points every time the quaffle goes through the hoops. Follow me. Harry's like, chasers here the quaffle, put it through the hoops. It's like basketball and broomsticks. Got it. Wood doesn't know what basketball is, but we'll move on. Um, now there's another player on each side who's called the keeper. Keeper is basically the goalie. Fly around the hoop. 
fly around the hoops and try to stop the other team from scoring. Three chasers, one keeper, and they play with the quaffle. Okay, got it. So then um, there are three balls inside. There are three more balls inside the box. Um, Wood hands Harry a small club, and then the two balls, Wood lets loose, are called the bludgers. Two identical balls, jet black and slightly smaller than the red quaffle. They seem to be straining to escape the straps holding them inside the box. So they are bewitched. Um, the bludgers rocket around trying to knock players off their brooms. That's why you have two beaters on each team. The Weasley twins are the Gryffindor beaters. It's their job to protect their side from the bludgers and try to knock them toward the other team. So the bludgers are going, zooming back and forth. And it seems like they are indiscriminate about who, which side. They just want to knock people off the brooms. They're bewitched that way. Three chasers try to score at the quaffle. The keeper guards the goalposts. The beaters keep the bludgers away from their team. Harry reeled off. Very good. So then you get to the um, snitch, the golden well, snitch. Well, no. Well, Harry asks, um, have the bludgers ever killed anyone? Um, and then Wood says, "Not at, never at Hogwarts. We've had a couple broken jaws, but nothing worse than that. Um, and then he goes to the seeker. Well, he said, um, and you don't have to worry about the quaffle or the bludgers uh, unless they crack my head open, which is like, you're that's very astute, Harry. Make yes. sure the bludgers don't crack bludgers don't crack your head open. Yes. It's important. Um, I was just trying to go through the rules, so that's why I skipped right. that. But um so then they get to the golden snitch. It's the most important ball of the lot. It's very hard to catch. It's golden, about the size of a large walnut. I always thought of it as like a, a golf ball size, but it's probably smaller than that because walnuts are smaller. Yeah. Um bright gold and have little silver fluttering silver wings. I can't say that word. Um, so the seeker's job is to catch it. You've got to weave in and out of all of the action happening on, not on the pitch, but above the pitch because they're in the air. Yeah. Um, and the seeker who catches the snitch wins his team an extra 150 points. So they nearly always win. Nearly always, not always. Um, and then the seekers, once this, the, the, um, once the snitch is caught by the seeker, the game is over. So that's why seekers get fouled so much. Um, some games, the record is three months. They had to keep bringing in substitutes so the players could get some sleep. Um, so it's a pretty, like, Fire said, it's a pretty simple, or like Wood said, sorry, simple enough to understand, a bit more difficult to play, um, and a little easy to get hurt yeah so um and we see that a couple of times um just in hogwarts i think one of the things that's very interesting about quidditch um when it comes to hogwarts is that we know about the professional leagues and we've talked about like higher education for wizards and it doesn't seem to like be as organized like you would go back to hogwarts like hogwarts is the hub of all wizarding education what do you mean like McGonagall when she was, um, she had like the, the, when she first started, there was like the head of her pro, uh, the head of transfiguration department. Um, and I thought maybe she just does like research and things and he teaches the students. Is there like a oh. hog, like there's not like, we don't hear much about universities. Cause I don't think they have any, cause exactly. they just go straight to work. And like, for example, like, um, Charlie, who I looked up, um, 
sometime this past week. So, like, Charlie goes to Romania. Like, he literally just left um, Hogwarts. So, when we were talking about it, I found that mm-hmm. um, thing on the Harry Potter wiki. And so, he literally... So, he just graduated. So, he left, like, the year before Harry and them come. Um, and he goes to Romania to learn about Jack. So, he's just, like... I think they just get kind of thrown into their jobs and they, like, start at a low level where they have to, like, learn yeah. what they're doing. And then they go, you know... Exactly. Up. It's less... Because Hogwarts is really, it teaches them, like, how to do magic. And at that point, it's, like, you pretty much, you have, I mean, you know, and then there's also, like, the career advice thing. So, like, from when you do your newts, that's basically your, that's more or less your higher education. Is yeah. What I think it is. So, you just figure out, like, what's my focus. Specialty and my you're focus. In a major or whatever, and that's what you go to. Yeah. So, um, my point of saying, like, bringing up the higher education thing, it's, like, it, Quidditch reminds me a lot about, like, of a lot of, like, Texas football or Midwest basketball where you have um, the professional leagues and you can go see the pros um, play Quidditch. Um, Jenny ends up going pro and she plays for the Holly Harpies. Hollyhead Harpies. Hollyhead Harpies. Um, or you have the Quidditch teams. And that's why the stand are so big, like, whether it's come in to watch Hogwarts Quidditch. So it's like a very big deal. Um, like Texas high school football or Indiana high school basketball. If you're Mr. Indiana in basketball, that is huge. And that happens to you when you're like 16 or 17. And it's you are basically the most famous kid in the state for a year. Um, and so it kind of sheds a little bit of light onto why Harry was able to get, you know, like to get special treatment from McGonagall on a way and stuff like that because it, there, there really is, it's just like you would think like, oh, it's just like, you know, a kid playing high school basketball, like, you know, they're good or whatever. And they're like a star in the school, but because there isn't like a college level, you know, there aren't very many levels, right? So it's like there's Hogwarts, like, within the school system, Quidditch, and then you can go pro. Right. <laughs> and play for the national team, but that's it. So, like, that's, and also that's it for the fans. So the fans are really into, like, if you are, if you're Gryffindor, you follow Gryffindor Quidditch for the rest of your life. And look at Dumbledore, who knows how long that will be. <laughs> or, um... Nicholas Flamel, you know, like right, six hundred years. That could be a, it could be a while. It could be a long fandom. So yeah, I think it's 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 interesting because it just kind of shows like how or why it's so important. Um, so then they practice with golf balls um, until it gets dark, and then Wood is really excited. He said, "I wouldn't be surprised if he turned out better than Charlie Weasley, and he could have played for England if he hadn't gone off chasing dragons." But we all know why he went off chasing dragons because they're awesome. Um, he spent too much time with Hagrid. No, they're just awesome. Um, okay. So, okay, so then we skip uh, a little bit. So basically, Harry's been, at this point, Harry has been um, at Hogwarts for two months. Um, the castle felt more like home than Privet Drive ever had. Um, his lessons were becoming more and more interesting now that they had mastered the basics. Oops, excuse me. So now it's Halloween. Um, so they're in Charms class, and Professor Flitwick announced that they were now ready to make objects fly, um, something they had been dying to try since, um, they'd seen him make Neville's toad zoom around the classroom, which I'm like, where, 
Why are you in class, Trevor? Trevor is just he just, just does chilling. what he wants. He just goes around and does what he wants. And then Trevor he ends is the up like, not to, and he ends uh, up not... floating around the classroom like, why am I here? I don't mess with this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's really like just like apathetic and like doesn't mess he's with like, anything that's God, going on. God, goddamn wizard. Yeah, pretty much. I am not a circus trick. Trevor is literally the the Aminata of the wizarding world. She just does what he wants. Yeah, Child, but doors I was, don't mean nothing. Yeah, that's true. But then also, I feel like he's just over it all. Ami <laughs> yeah. has Ami's, those looks too, she, but not like all, all not the time. All the t- she's mostly very excited for things. <laughs> like Trevor's just like, nah, I don't mess with this. Like at all times, that is his default. Um, it's like, damn it, I'm yeah. just trying to take a nap. He's just like, I can't. Trying to catch those those you know drop it and they're you know they're messing around making. Bugs flies is trying to sit up here catch a catch a couple of dogs. Flies like or he's sitting here like why did Neville bring me here? Yeah. I don't even want to be here. Pets aren't even allowed in class. Why am I here? That's why I'm flying around this classroom because you brought me here. And you're not supposed to. You <laughs> could just Trevor. left me in the common in the Gryffindor <laughs> common room or in your dorm, bro. Leave me in the Great Hall. Like <laughs> at least let me get some food. Yeah, Trevor's over Neville. Neville's mess, man. Trevor's over everything. So Harry's partnering with Seamus Smith again, and Ron was working with Hermione Granger. It was hard to tell whether Ron or Hermione was angrier about it. She hadn't spoken to either of them since the day Harry's broomstick arrived, so that's actually, like, a long time. It's yeah. about a m- month, maybe, or at least two to three weeks. Yeah, it's a good amount of time. Um, so Professor Flitwick is uh, explaining about um, Wingardium Leviosa. Um... Don't forget nice wrist movement we've been practicing. Swoosh Look at the and flick of the wrist. The flick of the wrist? No? That wrist? I'm chuckling. Look at the flick of the wrist. The wrist. Look at the flick of the wrist. No? It's also the, it was the um, title of the read this Oh, really? Day. That's funny. So, it's just funny on multiple levels. Swish and flick, swish and flick. Um, Never forget, <laughs> Wizard Barufio, who said the S instead of the F, and found himself on the floor with a buffalo on his chest. Boom. That sounds like some babbity robbity type stuff. I'm pretty sure it is. It's not like it's yeah. probably not real. Um. So yeah, so um, it was very difficult. Um, Harry and Seamus switched and flicked, but the feather they were supposed to be sending skyward to just lay on the desktop. Seamus got so impatient that he prodded it with his wand and set fire to it, which. Now I'm gonna want I wanna like keep track of how many times Seamus actually says fire to things in the books. Because I don't think he does it as much as like in the because you know, I guess in movies they like to make like specific character types of people, especially side characters that don't get a lot of like development. They're just like, all right, you're the fire dude. Like mm-hmm. you're the you're the dude who always blows it. You know what I mean? Like I think he only sets fire to like this. Like, yeah, like a couple times. And like, maybe the couple, potions. Maybe. But it's he not did. often. No, that was Neville. That was yeah, Neville. so yeah, I, that's that's so funny. But Seamus is around when a lot of mishaps go down. Um, I think that's pretty much throughout books and movies. We'll see. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's something that's like I couldn't remember. I'm sure he could, but I I also he yeah. also couldn't. I don't know. Or um, so then Ron isn't having as much luck. We're having isn't having any luck with the spell either. Um, when Guardian Leviosa, he shouts, waving his long arms like a windmill. Like, why? Why would you? That's not, that's not Swish and Flick, Ron. That is not Swish and Flick. Like, come on now. Um, so then we get a classic Potter line. You're saying it wrong. It's when Guardian Leviosa. 
Make the gar nice and long. You do it then if you're so clever, Ron snarled. Hermione rolled up the sleeves of her gown, flicked her wand, and said, Wingardium Leviosa. Their feather rose off the desk and hovered about four feet in the air, uh, four feet above their heads. Professor Flitwick clapped. Everyone, see here, Miss Granger's done it. And Ron was salty. And then Ron salty, but it's like, why were you waving your arms like a windmill? But it's also like, like, like um, you just said about like trying to characterize people and stuff. It goes into Ron's jealousy and yeah, oh no, definitely. You, you know, so it like plays into it. He plays his role well. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then he's like, it's no wonder no one can stand her. She's a nightmare, honestly. Um, and then of course Hermione hears and she's in tears. Um, and Hermione Harry goes, I think she heard you. So said Ron, but he looked a bit uncomfortable. She must have noticed she's got no friends. And it's like, that's just... Uncalled for. Why, Ron? Why are you being that way? Unnecessary. Um, so then Harry doesn't turn up for um, the next class. And Hermione. She's not, she, sorry. Okay. What did I say? Harry. Whoops. Sorry. Um, so Hermione doesn't turn up and she's like not... She disappears for the rest of the day. Um, Harry and Ron later hear uh, Pavardi telling Lavender that Hermione was crying in the girls' bathroom and wanted to be left alone. Um, Ron starts to feel sort of guilty, but, like, still doesn't say anything. And how the, all the decorations in the Great Hall for Halloween, like, make them forget about it, um, of course. Their little Halloween, it's so funny, is that their little, like, their Halloween feast only lasts for, like, literally a, a paragraph. Yep. So it's like a thousand live bats fluttered from the walls and ceiling while a thousand more swooped over the tables in low black clouds, making the candles and the pumpkins stutter. The feast appeared suddenly on the golden plates as it had at the start of term banquet. But can we go again to y'all live animals in the great hall, live animals yeah, and food do not mix. Why bats? And bats are blind. So they're probably like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we here How, right now? Wait, so like, where are they perched? Because don't they usually hang upside down? But isn't the, like, Great Hall super high up? And then it's, like, enchanted with, like, night skies. So that's why they're flying around, like, what the fuck is happening? That's weird. Why are we here right now? They're, like, they're like I just don't want to be here. How do I get out? Let yeah. me out. That's so. strange. Um, but, of course, so then Harry's helping himself to a baked potato when Professor Quirrell comes in, sprinting into the hall, his turban askew and terror on his face. Um, he gets to Professor Dumbledore's chair, Slumps against the table and gasps, Troll in the dungeons, thought you ought to know. And then he sank to the floor in the dead faint. That's actually hilarious because it's not quite on the level as Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? But in the book, Quirrell comes sprinting down the um, Great Hall, screaming that there's a troll in the dungeons, versus this time he's like out of breath and he like is at least trying to be discreet, but like not really at the same time. It's just a different, it's different. Yeah. It's, um, and then he sinks to the floor in a dead faint, and there's an uproar. Um, it took several purple firecrackers exploding from the end of Dumbledore's wand to bring silence. Apparently he doesn't have a voice that, like, booms and makes everyone quiet, like in the movies. That's... Dumbledore roar. Huh? Dumbledore roar. Dumbledore roar. <laughs> um, uh, though, we can, you know, talk about Dumbledore roar and there are a lot of times, like, to put your name in the Goblet of Fire, that are a bit too much. And well, I don't, we don't, we don't know what Richard Harris would have done. Yeah. Rest in peace. We don't know what his Dumbledore would have been like. But I fucks with some Michael Gambon. Oh, so do I. 
Oh no, I totally do. I don't understand. And I also I don't understand people who like hate on him. I'm like, first of all, Richard Harris died, so it's not like they just recast him just to recast him. Yeah. And two, Michael Gammon did an amazing, especially half. And I don't really like. There's parts in Half of Prince that get on my nerves, but Michael Gammon's performance is like freaking amazing. You want to talk about performance? And we'll get to it in five years, but (laughs) or yeah, five. Order of the Phoenix. That fight. That's literally the that only duel, thing about that movie that I like. That entire movie gets on my nerves, except for the duel between Dumbledore. You want to see Robin go ham, bruh? The duel between Dumbledore and Voldemort. Voldemort shoots glass at Dumbledore, and bitches like what? Rain and sand. They're just what taking moment. it back to the manic, like the level of what you can. Exactly. Let's take it back. To, what is what is glass? Glass ain't nothing but heated up sand. Exactly. No, Dumbledore's amazing. No, one of my Woo. favorite things also is there's a, there's part of that when like. Um, it reminds me of uh, Star Wars, um, the second one. The second old one and the second new one? New one. Like two, not five. Yeah. Why can't I think of Attack of the Clones? That's what's called? Yeah. Okay, I was oh like, what fuck? I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, um, the second one, episode two. Yeah, I know. Did you say episode two? I know, but now it's going to bother me. Um, my computer's also running. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Yes. I was right, cool. Um, so like that when like Yoda and Count Dooku are fighting and oh, then yeah, Yoda, Yoda comes in and of course and just, so there's this one moment I would hate to, I hate to compare Yoda to Voldemort, but there's this one moment where like Voldemort gets all that energy and he just like blasts it out and I'm like, this is the best fight. That was like literally the only thing about that movie that redeemed itself for me. Like that was the one part where I was like, this is amazing. And the rest of it, I was just like, I'm pretty sure fun. that fight is the reason why when I went to see it, I was in New York or New Jersey. I'm supposed to be in New York, but. We were in New Jersey to go to the movies, and then, like, eight hours went by, and we went back, and there, my brother was like, where'd you go? And we were like, we went to see Harry Potter. And he's like, and then what? And then we saw it again. <laughs> no. We turned around. We, me and my friend looked at each other, and we were like, roll it up. Let's do it again. Yeah. And, I, and then when it came out later, and I got to, like, calm down, and it wasn't just like, Harry Potter's here. I was like, oh, they fucked up a lot of stuff. No, in this my movie. thing is, is like that's literally <laughs> my favorite Harry Potter book, period. <laughs> and so I went in so excited to see it, and I think I went with my grandmother. Um, and so we went, and she was gonna take me, and I was so juiced. And then literally, I was watching it, and like my excitement level decreased every like I was literally just like Why? every time. Why? Like there's Why? certain parts that are really good, like Amelda Sonnen and Umbridge, she's amazing. Like the Dumbledore um, Voldemort duel is amazing, but like. A lot of it, I was just like, this is freaking horrible. They didn't, like, we're going to get to it when we get to the book. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. Like, go on a whole ass rant about it. But it was, it made me so angry. To the point where, like, I had lost my Order of the Phoenix book for, like, a, a cool, like, number, couple of months. And I literally, as soon as I, as soon as I got out of that movie, I went home and I searched through all my, like, my messy ass room and found the book and started reading. I was like, I need a palate cleanser. I'm going to read this book over again. That's how I felt about, and um. I was so angry. Half-Blood Prince. Which, well, let's get back to the thing, but I, I just, and I think because it happened so early, but they burned down the borough and I was done. That, I was like, why? I was sitting there so confused. I was done with the whole movie. It was like my brain was, my heart, my brain was just like, fuck y'all then. I was like, how and, did this happen? And in case anyone, and in case anyone, um, we're, I'm just going to go full tangent now. Yeah, um, if anyone's ever read City of Bones, you will get this feeling that you will know exactly what I'm talking about because the movie, City of Bones garbage like literally the first 10 minutes of 20 20 minutes i'll give it 20 minutes 
spot on. And you're like, this is gonna be the, this is it. Right. They're doing it big. And then they make these changes that A, should not happen, B, make no sense, and C, I mean, how are you, well, you going to fix that for the rest of the books? You can't. Well, there are, are, there, are they even making more sequels no, to the because it sucks. Yeah. And you know why it flopped? It wasn't because it was like, oh, there's too many. Well, it was kind of because there were too many of those movies coming out at the same time. Yeah. But it was also because every person that liked those books went home and told every person that was like, I'm thinking about going to see that. Don't even waste your time. Yeah. Bullshit. It's terrible. Like, he's supposed to be his dad and he doesn't know, he doesn't recognize him. He's just like, I'm your father. It was like some freaking Star Wars, Luke, I am your father shit. But then it was like, so now you're on his side, but you don't know him. You don't know him. In the book, it was like, he raised you. So then, yeah, you would be conflicted. But here it's just like, I am your father. Dun, dun, dun. Uh And I'm like, but how are you going to fix that? Because the fact that he raised him is a big part of the story. It's a whole fucking plot. I'm trying to think if I've had any stories that have done that. Like, to the point where it was just straight up garbage. It was literally, like, it was literally, I think that the person who bought the book hated uh, the writer. Avatar, actually. Yeah. The Last Airbender. That thing was bull. I I actually didn't even watch it. I never watched it. I saw the preview for it, and I was like, there's no way. And then I think somebody else saw it. Um, No, no, no. We used to have, my dad had And it was, like, all white people. Yeah, that's why I was like, how? And then I, um, and then I think, I think my brother saw it, and he was like, they didn't even pronounce Aang's name right. I'm like, how are you not going to pronounce the main character's name right? How are you going to call him something else? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you literally never watched an episode, so you just are calling him Ong, but his name is Aang. <laughs> how? And then also, um, and then I think one time somebody had, oh no, it was my, um, so my dad had a roommate and so and he had a son who was like younger so he's mm-hmm. of course gonna watch because like an action film whatever yeah. and then he bought it and he was like six or something and I saw some deleted scenes of it one time because he was watching it and I was just like this is horrible yeah that it was it was terrible why was Jasper from Twilight Sokka how how I think, isn't, um, isn't Scarlett Johansson in that movie or something like that I don't, I don't or, know. no I was at Geek oh, Girl Con. Oh, everyone is white as fuck except for except for Zuko, except for the bad guy. Yeah. Then they're Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Because that's not subtle at all. And the dude that... Or that's super subtle, apparently. Yeah, and that like Chamalan, who is brown, just yep. upholding that bullshit. Anyway, but yeah, it was literally like someone bought the rights to City of Bones. It's some, it was some petty shit that I would do if I had money. Like, if I didn't like, if we got in a fight, and I didn't like Amani... No, I'm kidding. I don't know why I'm calling you out. I'm sorry. That's just... If I got in a fight with someone, but I had all the money, all of the money, I would be like, what do you love? What's your favorite thing? And then I would destroy the fuck out of it. And then I would be like dedicated to That's actually real, man, because that's hella petty. That's real. I would do something And it's what they did. Someone someone bought the rights to City of Bones and was like, hey, all y'all that love this story... Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What is this? That's pretty much what happened. Okay, so... Right, so, anyway, um, there's a troll, troll in the dungeon. Dungeons. Um, and so Dumbledore tells the prefects um, to leave their houses to the dumb- dormitories. Um, Percy's in his element. Um, you know. But shout out to Percy, though, because it's very... Fe- like, I mean... It's yes. not like he kept 
kept him safe. I mean, he didn't notice, like, that Harry and Ron snuck off, but he did, like, you know, he did his job. He's, it's not like he's an incompetent prefect. Like, he yeah, takes his job pompous. very seriously. Yeah. And it's annoying, but also in the moments where it counts, it actually counts. Yeah. It matters. Um, and so then, so they're going on their way to the Gryffindor common room, um, and Harry re- realizes that Hermione doesn't know about the troll. Um, Ron bites his lip. Oh, all right. He snaps. But Percy better not see us. Like, why? Just be like, shit, we should go help save Hermione. Why do you gotta be snappy about it? You gotta hesitate? Really? It's your fault she doesn't know about the troll anyway. Anyway, um, so they're hurrying along a different corridor. They just turned the corner when they heard quick footsteps behind them. Percy hissed Ron, pulling Harry uh, behind a large stone griffin. However, it was not Percy, but Snape. He crossed the corridor and disappeared from view. Um, and then Harry's like, "What? What's he doing? Why isn't he? Why isn't he down in the dungeons with the rest of the teachers?" Um, which again, it's just like Snape, you're being so suspicious. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's like the whole like he's got a reason. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's like got a reason. It's also like the whole trope that happens a lot in these books, yeah. where it's like you think it's one person, but just kidding, it's someone else. Um, which yeah. pretty much happens in every single one, except. Nah, it doesn't happen in five. I think it only happens in the earlier one, two, two and three. three for sure. Five, four a little bit because not really. Yeah, because the whole Moody. thing about Moody. And but that's not. They think not, it's Karkaroff, and then it's actually yeah. Moody as or Barty Crouch as Moody. Yeah, and then five, not really. Six, kind of like. Well, no, that's like the mm-hmm. one time uh, Harry's actually right that it is Draco. Um... And Snape, too, Loki, yeah. even though he doesn't have a whole story about Snape, he's right. I think it's only in the first, like, to it's me, I, four, oh, it's I really think. only in the first three to me. I think four you can argue, but I don't think that the villain, I actually don't think that the villain is Moody. No, 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 not the um, villain. It's not, it's, it's who did what. So, yeah. it's like, in this one, um, he thinks Snape is going after Sorcerer's Stone. It's actually Quirrell. In the second one, he thinks that, um... Who is it? Does he think it's Snake? No, he, he thinks, thinks Draco, Draco is, is the heir of Slytherin. It's actually Ginny, kind of. It's Voldemort. It's Voldemort, but through Ginny. Um, and then they think that Sirius Black is the person who, like, who's, but like, Peter. who's Voldemort's right-hand man, but it's Peter. And in four, they think that it's Igor Kakarov who put Harry's name in the God of the Fire, but it was Barty Crouch. Yeah. That's Moody. That's not, like, technically villain-villain, but, like, you think it's this, and it's actually yeah. not this. That's okay, so, yeah, first four. Yeah. Um... Anywho, so um, Harry's like, he's heading towards the third floor. Harry, who was the one that was like, we need to go find Hermione, gets distracted. Like, dude. Why are you there, though, Harry? Stop thinking about Snape. Get Hermione. So thank Um, God that they hear. That they smell. Or they smell. The troll, (laughs) um, which smells like a mixture of old socks and the kind of public toilet no one seems to clean. That's disgusting. Because I immediately smell porta potties. Snape. And that's horrible. Old shoes. But old socks in a public toilet. Yeah. The public toilet definitely overpowers old socks, I feel like. Uh, that's. I mean, unless you think about Harry's old socks that he gives to Dobby after the chamber. Those things. That was rude. That was like swamp socks. Those I don't know what that was. They were um, Okay, so, um, so then they see the, the troll, um, 12 feet tall, its skin with a dull granite gray its great lumpy body like a boulder with its small bald head perched on top like a coconut. It had short thick, or short legs thick as tree trunks with flat, horny feet. Um, the smell coming from it was incredible. It was holding a large wooden, a huge wooden club 
which dragged along the floor because its arms were too long. Were so long. Just say this. I know that she means short in relation to the rest of his body, but if dude is 12 feet tall, his legs are not short. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I, like, I know what you're trying to say, but... That's funny. Yeah. Um, so the troll stops next to a doorway and peers inside. Um, so then, and he goes into the room. The key's in the lock, Harry muttered. We could lock it in. Good idea, said Ron nervously. So they lock the door, they close the door, lock it, and then they run back to the passage, but then they hear a scream and they realize that they just locked the troll in the girl's bathroom, which is just like, y'all, if you're looking for Hermione in the girl's bathroom, shouldn't you know where it is? Maybe they should run on adrenaline. Maybe They were running on adrenaline. I hope. I want to give and them the benefit 11. of the doubt, but like. They didn't connect those dots. Is there, like, a sign that says that that's the girl's bathroom? They weren't paying attention? I mean, they were probably distracted. They were right on the building. They were just distracted by the troll. Then they run in the opposite direction of the bathroom. That's the thing. It's like... After they locked it in. Then they run away. I know. They're gonna be like, hey, y'all, the troll... But they're still looking for Hermione. They forgot about Hermione. (laughs) Just like Harry almost forgot about Hermione before he saw the troll. They gotta go. ADD. What the heck? ADD. WD. My goodness. WD for W's for wizard. Attention deficit wizarding disorder. Ah. That sounds like I'm a clever valid guy. They that just don't make no sense. Um, yeah. so then they're like Hermione and they run back, um, pull the door open and run inside. Um so basically they like fight it. I don't wanna like have to go through the whole thing. You've yeah. all read it, you know what happens. Um I do wanna so, say that it's really cute or it's cute, but it's also, like, really telling that um, they are first years because they do not... You can see in, like, the second book, even, definitely in, like, fourth and fifth books when they get into trouble, and they, they no default to magic. Mm-hmm. It's they not even, like, like... Throwing things at it. And saying, they don't, oh, mean, they don't even know they don't even, spells anyway. Yeah, but their brain doesn't like, even think, like, oh, what spell can I use? Yeah, they, exactly. like, don't even think to magic. They just go straight to, like... Distract it and let's right. try to get it's it. It's like out a reflex know. type thing. It's like a um I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's like a Yeah, reflex. they're still working that they don't they haven't worked that muscle yeah. enough to like do that. But so um So um, when Harry jumps I love this too. Harry then did something that was both very brave and very stupid. That's what I was gonna I was gonna I wrote um, next to mine like typical. Like that's pretty much thumbs up Harry. And, yeah, that's like Harry's personality. That's all he does. Um, but he jumps on the troll's neck from behind, which is also like, how did you how did he get, get up 12 Where feet from a great running jump? I mean, he did once think that the wind carried him to the top of the school. That's so true. Maybe there's a little bit of like still little kid magic in that running maybe. jump. Maybe. But I'm like, how did he get there? In the like, book, didn't he like climb? He like grabbed him to the club and then he ended up on yeah. the back. Which makes more sense. Makes more here, sense. like, I mean, Harry got them LeBron James hops. He got hops, apparently. He got that, like, Vince Carter right. slam dunk champion hops. Must have. Um, um, and then he sticks the wand up the nose on accident, which is gross. Um, bogeys. But, but the troll then houses plain, in pain and, tr- and twists and flails its club. Hermione sinks on the floor and um, Ron, Ron yeah. sorry, I just, like, Ron goes to Wingardium Leviosa and, like, totally saves the day. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because he knows how to say it correctly because Hermione. Right, exactly. Boss, you know it all. Um, 
to the, the club, club flew yeah. out of the troll's hand, rose high and high up into the air, and dropped with a sickening crap onto the owner's head. Um, I do like the fact, though, that Hermione is just scared, and it doesn't take the time to be like, swish and flick. Right. Oh, my God. Like, bothers the- me in the movie, because <laughs> I'm like, girl. Dude, then you pull out your wand and yeah, do it. Yeah, you do what it. The heck? And also, it's like, it takes away a little bit of, like, Ron's ingenuity, which is, as this sentence says, like, when Harry does something both very brave and very stupid, Ron is actually very level-headed when in trouble. Yeah. I like, Harry thinks immediately, like, he doesn't think with his head, he just does, he, th- he doesn't think before he does things, before he jumps into things. He's very um, instinctual. Yeah, and, and, yeah, that's true. Whereas, like, Ron, he's like, okay, I mean, Ronaldo Leviosa is, like, not necessarily the spell you would think to use, so that's, like, the first thing that flies out of his mouth, but he at least thinks, like, let me get my wand out, like, yeah. like do you know what I mean? Um, and I think, too, that it's, um, I mean, we see this um, in the movie, we just re- finished live tweeting Harry. I don't know what I was gonna say, Deathly Hallows Part Two. Um, and there are all these cute little like moments where Ron makes a decision and Hermione's like, that's brilliant. Right. And it's because Ron thinks well under pressure, um, sometimes. Um, the, the, I'm thinking about the second book with the um the when they go into the chamber of secrets when no that's this book when they go through all the maze and oh, the devil the, snare, the devil snare. <laughs> yeah um but anyway but for the most part and the majority of the time Ron is very like smart he makes a quick fast decision that is very smart and he doesn't need Hermione to tell him how to do magic. Because he taps into, like, you don't think that he's paying attention. He's not, like, this most serious student, but he taps into all those things that he's learned when necessary and when needed. Right. Um, so then the club hits the troll on the head, and he knocks him out. Um, and Harry pulls his wand out of the troll's nose, which is disgusting. Ugh, troll bogey. And he wipes it on the troll's trousers, which is so smart. Unlike movie Harry, who wipes it's it on, on his, his robe. Why would you wipe it on your own clothes, Harry? Movie Harry. Why would you do that? That's he ain't no Ravenclaw. Doesn't make any sense. Um, so a moment later, Professor McGonagall um, comes bursting into the room, closely followed by Snape and Professor Quirrell. Um, Quirrell takes one look at the troll, lets out a faint whimper, and sits quickly down on the toilet, clutching his heart. I feel like somebody should have noticed that he's terrified of trolls and he's a defense against dark arts teacher. Like, sometimes I feel like he's thinking about it now and knowing what we know about him. That seems like, extra, like overacting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're the defensive dark arts teacher, and you're terrified of trolls. You're terrified of every like dark creature. Come on, bro. And trolls aren't even like that. They they just dumb. They just walk around. Like it's really when you mm-hmm. clearly it's like you antagonize them. They're like uh, or they like see you. Yeah, they're like what is it like bears or anything like that? Where it's like don't startle them. Right. Don't. You know, just be um, calm. They'll be calm. You be cool, I'll be cool. Yeah. Um, so, Professor McGonagall's looking at Ron and Harry. Harry had never seen her look so angry. Her lips were white. Hopes of winning 50 points for Gryffindor faded quickly from Harry's mind. Um, and Professor McGonagall's angry at them. Like, why Like why were you here? You're lucky you weren't killed. Um, Snape gave Harry a swift, piercing look. Like, for why? Um, McGonagall's anyway, handle on this. Got it. Um, and then Hermione, um, 
comes to the rescue. She says, please, Professor McGonagall, they were looking for me. Um, I went looking for the troll because I, I thought I could deal with it on my own, you know, because I'd read about them. Um, Ron, if, they hadn't, if they hadn't found me, I'd be dead by now. Harry stuck his wand up its nose, and Ron knocked it out with its own club. They didn't have time to come and fetch anyone. It was about to finish me off when they arrived. Um, so just shout out to Hermione for actually, like, coming to their rescue. She really did not have to. But also, I mean, though, they shout, out to, her shout out to Hermione so. for not saying why she was really there. Because she could have just, thing. she could have said, I was they, came looking, they... they came looking for me. I was sad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear that the troll was coming and they came to make sure I was okay. Right. But I think she the other thing is that she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to admit say, that she's, like, feeling they, sad. They, they had not, made me cry. Right. They sent me to the, you know. Right, because um, the truth still would have worked in their favor. Yeah. But it's also, like, a matter of pride and, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Professor McGonagall stares at all three of them and says, well, in that case, Miss Granger, you foolish girl. Five points will be taken from Gryffindor for this. I'm Again, very disappointed sorry, in you. It's like low ass points. Like Harry's expecting fifty points. Yeah. And she's on some you know, take away five. That's like a really small amount. Like if somebody like went going after a troll, I'd be like, nah, you at least you get at least fifty points taken away. Yeah. Even I mean I'm glad they didn't, but still. Ron and Harry both win five points each, so they come out plus five. I also wonder though if maybe the low points is just McGonagall. My mom was like, I'm not done with this 50 point shit, 100 point shit. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd love I to like see it the second. I know that they it, they increase as the books go along, and then Dumbledore is Dumbledore, and he's just like, 50 points! Yeah. Um, I love how I like, I want. I wish I could draw, I would make like the cartoon Dumbledore that I see in my head, I would make that into like a cartoon. <laughs> just like Dumbledore actually saying what he thinks instead of being like all fucking cryptic and. Speaking in rhymes and riddles, right. and be like, fuck Slytherin, go go Gryffindor, right. fifty points. I do what I want. <laughs> um, which is basically that one um, comic strip, and then like if you see Star Kid, the guy that plays Voldemort in Star Kid, just like a drunk uncle. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so Professor Dumbledore will be informed. You may go. And Ron's grumbling about you. We should have got more than ten points. Um, and then Ron's like, you mean Harry? No, Ron's oh, like, you're skipping. I'm skipping. Um, well, yeah, Harry says five once she's taken off her Hermione's. And then Ron's like, good of her to get us out of trouble like that. Mind you, we did save her. And then this is where I'm saying, this is like the one time that you see Harry actually like push, give like Ron a little bit of the clap back and like push back on him and say, she might not have needed saving if we hadn't locked the thing in with her. I mean, we but could also, have been part of that than that. She like, wouldn't have needed you, saving if y'all wouldn't have been rude yeah, and hurt her feelings. And she point. would have been in the... Yeah, so, like... Um, anyway, they get to the, they get to the common room. Um, everyone was eating the food that had been sent up. Hermione, however, stood alone by the door waiting for them. Um, there was an embarrassed pause. They all said thanks and then went to get food. Um, but from that moment on, Hermione Granger became their friend. There are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other, and knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. Oh, well, that ending sentence. I've always liked the end of that chapter. Yeah, that, that chapter. chapter. It's, it's always a, one of my favorite Yeah, movies. and then also because they're friends now. The right, trio. Because, I mean, like, obviously there's still some, like, issues where they just be tripping, but at least now we don't have to deal with, like... Them, about Hermione just like being around. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, like, now that Hermione has some friends, she gets a lot more chill. 
Um, she's homework chill, and she's also like, if she's on your side, she's so helpful. It must be nice. Right. It must be nice to yeah. have Hermione on your side. It yeah. must be nice. That's real. Um, so real, yeah. Because it's like once they you're she's cool with you. You're pretty much set, and you're unstoppable because that brain of hers. That's what I'm just, saying. Like you're, you're, you're winning. She's end up doing their homework and all which, kinds of. Which, we'll get to that. Too, yeah, the problem, but. But still, you're still winning. They're winning. They're winning. Their um, brains, their education isn't winning. No. But they are. Yeah. Um. Okay, so who's MVP of the chapter? For me, it's Wood. Um, I take it way back. I mean, a lot of stuff goes down in the end of this chapter and that's usually like where your brain sticks but I kind of like the way that we're doing this because it lets me like go back and read the chapter as like one single whole Mm -hmm. and like separate from the whole of the book kind of and Wood introduces us to Quidditch and the rules and like Quidditch is such a like part of the story and then in the movies I under like an unrespected disrespected part of the story but still it's like it's it's quidditch like is really a major part of what makes this feel like a world Mm -hmm. you know and like it's got its own sports got its own like lingo and language and so i mean it's actually what is a stand-in for joe because wood didn't but he's our introduction to quidditch and i'm just excited about it so um wood is my real mvp okay um mine is hermione um just because, I mean, basically a lot of what we were saying, like, throughout this entire thing is, like, she's been trying so hard to, like, adjust to this world, and it's been, hasn't been as easy for her as, like, I would argue as Harry, because Harry immediately becomes friends with, like, Ron, um, who's, and, like, and, who's, and, and, immediately, and also, like, the Weasleys by and the Weasleys, exactly, and, like, he's fully, so, another thing is, like, even with the expectations that people have of them, it's not like they immediately, other than, like, Draco, um, they're not immediately, like, it doesn't matter how he comes across initially. They're all, like, cool with him. They're all, you know what I mean? It may be a lot of pressure and it may be uncomfortable, but there's no, like, hostility um, yeah. or towards him in that way. And so I think Hermione had a rougher time or is having a rougher time adjusting, and I think that she's doing really well at it. And obviously she has, like, you know, she has some quirks and they're, like, she rubs people the wrong way. Um, but I think that she eventually is able to, like, overcome that and find people who actually are, you know, who become, like, her best friends, and I think that's the thing that she's been searching for so long, um, and now she finally, also, she's, like, we were saying again, she's the reason Ron was even able to do that spell in the first place, um, she's also right most, most of, the, of time. the time, like, they <laughs> shouldn't be tripping off of that package, um, off the Sorcerer's Stone. They shouldn't be thinking should... about, that they shouldn't be thinking that they're being rewarded for, right. um, instead of just because they got lucky. Right. So, yeah. Hermione Hermione's definitely my MVP for this chapter. She is definitely, too, um, in terms of the whole, the series as a whole, the yeah. conscience of the three. Mm-hmm. And she's also the brains. So, it's, like, it's really funny because um, I think Joe said that Hermione's her favorite character. Um, but for a series named after one per, like one character there's there's no like ambiguity about who the main character is Hermione and Ron are definitely the two other main characters yeah. and Hermione of the three of them has the most strength 
And it could easily be Hermione Granger and the Sorcerer's Stone. Actually, it couldn't be because it would have ended with, like, did you see that dog standing on the trap door? None of my business. Right. <laughs> she was dipped. The end. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great that, like, I, it's just like it's a good setup for where Hermione continues to grow. Right. Um, I'm also excited to see her like develop. Sorry, yeah. Oh. Just because like now that she now that they're actually like friends, she gets a little bit more. She's not just like their foil. Well, yeah, exactly. And she's not just like oh, she's the bossy normal like classmate that we have. It's like no, she actually was our friend, and so you learn more. about She gets her more depth she is, exactly. um, because you get to see like other sides. You get to see a playful side. You get to see her calm down, and you know, mm-hmm. like she's not always serious. Without, I mean, she's pretty serious, but she's not always a buzzkill. Right. Um, okay. Who's benched? Um, I said Ron. I also said Ron. Yeah, because he was tripping this, up in this. Um, chapter and like yeah he just there's this thing about Ron and I mean it's really funny we've talked about sibling like siblingness siblingdom a lot in in this um, series so far but being the middle child kind of in a way or and it's not he's not he's barely even the middle child like for all intents and purposes he's like one of the younger ones. Like, he he's is, like, basically he's the baby, separate, him and Jenny. Yeah. They like, think they're, like, the same, because they're both, like, around, around the they're same like, age. They're, like, my mom and Uncle Leo. Yeah. Basically. Don't know who that is. They anyway, don't know who that is, but still. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're both the two we, youngest, and they're a year apart. That's yeah. basically what we mean by yeah. that. <laughs> Probably too much of our family in this already. Um, so, I think, like, it's funny because, like, the... The middle children are the twins, really, but they have each and other. Like and Percy. Percy. Percy Percy's has middle, middle child. child syndrome that makes sense. Yeah. You know? And he strives to, like, be a prefect and do all these things because he doesn't want to get overshadowed. Um, the twins have each other. They don't. And they just, they're so chill. They don't care. Yeah. Like, they think about them whatever you want. They get their good marks, but they don't brag about They don't care. Um, they give no fucks. But... Ron takes his middle his middle sibling dumb to this place where he needs to like always prove himself. He can't, you know, say when he's wrong. He's got his own little bit of a bullying side. Like it's very easy to see Ron had he been sorted into Slytherin being like Crab or Goyle. Um Maybe not Crab and Goyle. He wouldn't have been a hit. He wouldn't have been like but he's got this, like, mean streak. No, he would have been mean, but I mean, like, yeah. Crab and Glow might not be the right... Just because of, like, how they don't do anything. Yeah, that's true. So... Um, but it's just, like... He's got this, like... Yeah, he's got this, like... He... he it's just his insecurity. Yeah, and insecurity. It, it that's pushes just... through a lot. Um, and while in some situations, it, like... You know, it makes you feel bad for him, obviously, and there are certain things, like... He doesn't feel like he's, like, a remarkable person um in his family like he you know like his two older brothers are like have done all this stuff um Percy even though he's annoying he's really accomplished and like mm-hmm. the twins are super cool and then Jenny is the youngest and the only girl so it's just like there's all everyone has their own thing and he doesn't really feel like he has his own thing on top of then being the best friend of Harry Potter and so there's a lot of insecurities around that and I understand that at the same time, you can't take that out on people and you can't be, you know, I mean, work through that. 
Yeah. But yeah, so it's not Hermione. It's not Hermione. In this particular chapter, it was like a serious problem. In other chapters, it's like, all right, it's not as yeah problematic or like you know it makes you sympathize for him more. But this particular one, he was just being flat out mean. And I mean, and even even when we go back to like um, the encounter with Malfoy and Crabbe and Boyle, and that like. Right, there's no reason to antagonize them. You're bragging because, like, Harry got got something that you don't, yeah. And, like, Harry didn't bring it up, and, like, Ron couldn't help himself. And, like, he doesn't know when to dial it back. He doesn't know when to just be, like, because he's so eager to prove himself or to, like, make up for his insecurities and to, you know, like, when Malfoy says, like, oh, you can't even afford, like, the handle, right? And it's like, that makes him feel really bad. But that doesn't stop him from, like, continuing to antagonize them. And so it's just, like, you know, it's a lot of this is stuff that he'll kind of grow out of, but some of it comes back up, like, throughout. And so it's just, it's kind of, yeah, he's, he, he went too far. Yeah. Um, okay, so let us know who you think is the real MVP and who's benched in the chapter. Um, you can... Again, hashtag wizard team at us at We Black and Nerds. Um, join us next week when we discuss chapter 11, Quidditch. So, um, make sure to read and follow along. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week with Quidditch. Yeah.